0: You're listening to Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don. G-MAD. Don is a pastor with 40 years experience. And Alex is just as curious as you are. We look at the most important and interesting questions about the Bible and Christian faith. So let's talk about it. Pastor Don. Good morning, Alex. How you doing? I'm so good. Good. We might get some rain today. Lord willing. Lord willing. So, last episode, I, I, I don't know if you saw the... The title of it or the uh, title screen, but I added in a plus conspiracies on the end. <laughs> I <saw. laughs>
1: yeah, I saw it.
0: <laughs> I love uh, that. Yeah. So if you like that part of that show. Oh, you'll like this one. Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. All right. No lead in there. Hey, okay. Well, I mean, I don't think we can. I don't think we can. Um, I feel like there's like an elephant in the room for the whole world, or at least for the United States. Some people are brushing it by, but aliens.
1: Aliens. Yeah.
0: Did yeah. you see that press conference? Hear about it or anything? Where they brought some people out and talked about some more alien stuff?
1: Doo, 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 doo. No, I didn't. I missed oh, we that. Didn't. Okay. I'm sorry. So, so it'll be fresh stuff.
0: Yeah. So what what it was was a um, it was a panel of you know some whistleblowers, some people who had you know worked within certain government agencies. Um, the one guy who I've heard before was this uh, Commander David Fravar. I don't know if I said that name right, but he back in 2004 was flying and it was off of the coast of California and they got some pretty good footage and, you know, collected data and they could, you know, they were locked on it so they could see how fast it was moving and stuff Mm. like that. And then there's another guy saying, you know, we've actually got alien bodies Mm. and uh, his testimony was a little, well, they gave it a lot more uh, credibility, I think maybe because it was new, but. It was odd, I odd. would say. He said stuff about, you know, it's a, you know, it probably came from another dimension, which oh. that generally sends up red flags for mm-hmm. me. But what do you think? <clears throat> We've talked about aliens before. Yeah,
1: but. we have. I guess, uh, you know, the first thing came in my mind. Okay, so why would people start to believe in aliens when they haven't even believed in God? <laughs> And and then I start putting it together and saying, well, you know, God's so much bigger than anything in our current cosmos. Yeah. Uh, There could be something between this current cosmos and God. And, of course, I do believe in spiritual beings. I believe in angels and and demons. And so it's not so far out there to think that, well, there could be another universe that's deciding to come visit us Mm -hmm. and... uh, the idea of whether friendly or not might be a whole other right? Uh, part of it. I, I guess I'm, yeah, there could be. Mm-hmm. I remember my cousin, Cousin Linda, if you remember, if you watch this podcast, I remember when we were kids, you pointed out in the Bible where there was a spacecraft, who was a flying saucer in the Bible, and I've never been able to find that since. So if you can find that and send it to us, that'd be great.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, I think, uh, you know, like the pillar of smoke, um that was one and then there was one that uh might have even been in the same thing oh boy now i might now it might be a secondhand account that i'm doing the same thing where i'm like oh i don't really remember where that was but it kind of sounded you know it was like a long large thing covered by smoke Hmm. and that would be kind of like the same thing this david fravor was talking about he said it was like a large they called a tic-tac but he's like it's so it's like a giant propane tank in yeah. the sky, um,
1: and I, I guess I'm not. What I'm saying is, I'm not putting out the out of the realm of possibility. Sure. Because I don't think, on the other hand, we've even grasped the range of possibility of in God, mm-hmm. and so uh, maybe He'll minister through these other creatures. I, I, uh, I yeah, could yeah. well be. I'm not gonna put it out of the realm of possibility.
0: Yeah, it's funny you say the. You kind of equate it to you know we're we trying to believe in aliens here. and We don't believe in God because like, my my wife, lovey Carly, she 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 was one who told me all about this, and I go, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, and she's like, well, how can you believe you know in God? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, so I we started talking about it a little bit and and. You know, there are some lines there that cross. You know, if I can't believe in aliens, then how can I believe in God? Because my first thing when I went at it, you know, I haven't seen it with my eyes, these, these spacecraft, so it's hard to tell. You know, we've got some evidence, I guess. But, you know, if I walk outside and I see a pig floating by the barn.
1: And they don't do that usually on your farm?
0: They don't usually do that on okay. my farm. Well... I'm going to either think someone's messing with me or I'm going crazy. Mm-hmm. So, because I know, I understand the laws of physics. That defies the law of physics, you know, especially if it's taken off at 75 million miles an hour in the air. So that's where I base that off of. But the same thing can be said about God. So that was kind of tricky, mm-hmm.
1: you know. It is. Right. But part of it is, uh, I, I was thinking about Romans chapter 1. Uh, Paul's making the case that uh, not having a good handle on who God is, hmm affects how we then live yeah and if you don't have a good handle on who god is it will affect yeah. how you live so if you okay are you going to fear these aliens or are you going to hold them in some kind of respect uh i guess that brings a whole host of other questions to the table Uh, Is there evidence of aliens? I guess I've heard that all my life of evidence of aliens. What's interesting is when the stories start to coincide and you realize, well, I've heard about the same spot and these alien bodies uh, from more than one place. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's more to it than we think. Right. Um, Yeah.
0: It's what if you, yeah, are you going to hold them in respect? Or are you going to be fearful of them? So, yeah, we're putting our faith that God created the world. God created us. He rules over everything. I have a l- don't think that we can hold a lot of respect for aliens, seeing as how much they crash their ships.
1: Well, what few ships they say? Sh- yeah, yeah, they're a higher percentage.
0: You're right. I agree. I mostly meant that as a joke. but.
1: Yeah. I don't, oh, I don't, I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed the joke. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you guys, it's actually kind of early. We got a dentist appointment today, so we both kind of groggied our way into here. But yeah, I, I so I, I I don't know how much I wish there was more to talk about as far as like a ha- aliens in the Bible and God and how all of this stuff intertwines together. And I'm not sure how much there honestly is there. You know, when I was a young kid, I asked my I asked Rob, you know, do you believe in aliens? He says, nope. I said, why? And he said, No, he just made us. We're the best. And and that that was it. I said, oh, I don't like that answer. Hmm. Now he kinda yeah. you know, later said, you know, I just said that I'm passing. I I don't really know. Um, you know, it could very well be that God made aliens and yeah. or people who are not us, different species. So he certainly yeah. made a lot of other species too.
1: We we uh we see in John ten that Jesus says, I have other sheep mm-hmm. that are not of this fold. And people have made a lot of references. Oh, that's you know, other worlds or other species, or you know, yeah. And, and go out there. Ah, I don't know. I I Think it's the the fact that he was speaking to a Jewish audience, yeah. and he was speaking of the Greek church, the the uh, people who would come to Christ that were no long that were not Jews. But you could, yeah. I've I've seen that one made into alien. Oh, really? Nation, yeah. Hmm.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah. Okay. I hear it a lot. Okay. <laughs> but one of the things that I think you bring up that I, I would like to... I heard it on the radio coming down here, okay. so it's very fresh. So do we fear these aliens? I don't know. Because as soon as you fear something, you give them power. That's right. And uh, we really should only fear God Yeah. or be in awe of God. Yeah. Because he's the one who is the supreme power <laughs> and the supreme authority.
0: No... Let me, let's ask this then, you know, if you, if you fear something, you're giving it power. I think we've talked a little bit before about, um, holding a grudge or being angry, um, not forgiving. If you do that, you're giving someone power. Correct. I I would say that if you love someone deeply, you're giving them power. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of emotions that God has given us that really give away power. Now we all want it. We want to give all those emotions to God, hold him at the highest amount of our love. Respect, fear. How does that all work together? Because aren't we giving power to anything that we're having an emotional investment in? True, but it's positive or negative,
1: right? Okay, it's whether it's positive power. I I, okay, so I care for my wife, and I empower her in that love. Uh, I don't like snakes, (laughs) and so I it's a negative kind of uh, of energy going on there, if you will, the energy thing. Uh, but power over us, either to invoke fear or very positive emotion. And I'd say God is probably the receiver of the most of that. Okay. Uh, both positive, we, we fear God, but we love God. Yeah. And because He is the divine authority. I mean, mm-hmm. He is the ultimate reality. Uh, and, and yet... I guess when we come into discussions about aliens, yeah, uh, which we don't know for right. sure exist, I would say there's a whole lot more evidence that God does exist mm-hmm. than aliens, and yet we might give more discussion to aliens than God, right? So, yeah, I'm just I, coming from the angle. So, uh, who do we allow? Sh- in other, in other words, all these kinds of things shape us, right? And it either shapes us in a positive way or a negative way, and I'd like God to shape me.
0: Yeah, of course, yeah. What you're going to believe in is awfully subjective. You know, some would say there's not really any evidence that, you know, God exists. I tend to disagree. Not 10. I definitely disagree. But, you know, when pushed with, you know, okay, show me, that's a tough one because people can come up with a lot of other theories as to how we became, how we got here. Mm-hmm. I've actually had, we've had probably had this, we've probably covered this thing plenty, this topic plenty of times, but I, I still can't get over a lot of the things that I come to, you know, like the, the intricacies of the eye or the, um, the certain parts of the DNA, the genetic sequence that can't be chance Mm Because if you have this part here, and it's going to evolve to become this part, well, you're skipping this part in the middle where there's no logical or reasonable explanation as to why it would move from A to B as far as a trait. And that in-between part where it's still trying to transition to B leaves it so vulnerable that the odds of it actually being successful getting to B and then that B gene Mm -hmm. then flourishing and not just, you know getting hit by a meteor right away. The odds are just, yeah, if you get
1: into the DNA research, it's amazing how, what directs that and makes that happen. Uh, uh, Mendel's you know, table, it says, uh, dominant genes and recessive genes and all that. There's a certain predict about predictability about it, but there's also still a certain amount of, uh, ambiguity Mm -hmm. as to how, any individual plant will turn out in that process. What's interesting is um, when we when we think about God, either we're going to try to dismiss him, yeah, or we're going to try to embrace him. Mm-hmm. And what I think Paul talks about in Romans one is so true to Hoyle is the fact if people want to dismiss God, he'll allow them to do it. Yeah, and if people want to embrace God. He will honor them in doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, in in uh, chapter one, Paul talks about it being revealed from heaven against the godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since they may, what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. Since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen. Being understood from what has been made, creation, mm-hmm. so that men are without excuse. Yeah. So all people have to do is look around. we love to be in nature, Yeah. but nature is also where God's signature yeah. is most readily seen. Mm-hmm. And like you were talking about DNA and, and RNA and those kind of things, uh, that's right there in every cell. That is not random. Right. We may not be able to protect it, but God knows how it's coming out. Uh, We are given the chance to worship the almighty creator of all things, or we've been given the freedom
0: not to. Right. I think that's one of the more beautiful things that I have always just fallen in love with is that, you know, through different apologetics things that I've listened to and just like talking to people who are struggling with it or are non-believers who are, who do like the debate about it Mm -hmm. is that I think it's so cool how God has created everything here and that the explanation for things is so tricky, but it all still comes down to a, a white and black A or B choice. Right. Are you choosing to, and then both those choices hold no, you know, bulletproof evidence. Now I say that, but don't, don't take that for blasphemy, but there's two choices and neither of one of them, you're not going to, you know, I believe in God, so I obviously know that there's not going to be able, you're not going to be able to prove hundred percent that evolution happened and that we came from nothing and that we returned to nothing, right? But both of those hold no, have no evidence to fulfill a 100% certainty for fact and I think that's kind of beautiful because that's what God says. You know, this is a choice. Mm-hmm. Make your choice, right? And, and then it's lit- going to be a pure choice because the evidence on both sides is going to be the same. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: then, faith is being sure of what you hope for, yeah, and certain of what you do not see. Yeah. So that certainty takes us to a spot that we can live in to that reality. Mm-hmm. And I think about a. a Hebrews chapter 11 just lists all these guys who put their faith in God and believe so wholly in God that it changed the world around them. Yeah, uh, Abraham, uh, Mo- Noah, I mean, think about building an ark for 100 and 110 years, yeah. building something that, you know, hasn't ever been needed before. Right. And all of a sudden you're building this big, big boat. Mm-hmm. And it's, if that, if that story only existed in the Bible, that'd be one thing. But we know that story exists in other cultures right. as well. And so it's why why are people denying it? Yeah. It's archaeologically true. Mm-hmm. But it also talks about a man who had faith in what he had been told by God and went ahead and, and invested a hundred and some years in something that yeah. he wasn't he wasn't. He had to be wondering some days, is this worth it? Right. And uh, yet he pulled through.
0: Right. Yeah. Why else would, with all these different flood stories, and I think there's hundreds of them, and many of them contain like the same thing where, like, the person had a blueprint. It was going to be a long time before they were done. Mm-hmm. And they were saving a lot of animals. Oh, how. How do you deny that like obviously there was a creator and it wasn't just dumb luck that this person that would just happen to be crazy and happened to get all these animals to come to him or went around and gathered them for this event that they was unforeseen. Right. I don't know how else you explain that. And
1: and endured whatever criticism the culture around him would have given. Sure. And most of us most of us have a hard time sustaining what vision God has given us. Yeah. Even for a short period of years, and right. he did it for over 100. Mm-hmm. It's a hundred. It's it's amazing. But you know, you look at Abraham's story, you get the same thing.
0: Yeah.
1: A- and uh, David, you go through the Bible and it lists them out in Hebrews eleven. I think he, that uh, the writer of Hebrews does a good job of it. Yeah. But it reminds me of the fact that then okay, so you and I are sitting here, we're talking into microphones, uh, we're sustained in a vision that God's given us for a ministry that we don't know what where it's going or where it's headed, but God's given us, well, gave it to you, and I just follow yeah. along with you. Uh, in anything that God has given us as Christians, do we have the faith to carry on in that hope because of a God who's given us this little piece to take care of?
0: Yeah. I hope so. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's all part. Of right. God's big puzzle, his big plan for, for uh, bringing his kingdom mm-hmm. on earth as it is in heaven.
0: Yeah. It's good stuff. It is. I think I even saw a video one time where it, it, it discusses, you know, if you don't believe in God, you know, how could he prove it to you? And then it went through <laughs> all these different scenarios of the ramifications or how this proof he provides wouldn't be sufficient for you if you were a non-believer and boy it sure makes a heck of a lot of sense you know how he made it so that exact that there was no way to prove and it had to it had to take a step of faith Mm -hmm. and then that relationship grows and then you you can't turn back you know um
1: and it's different for what would impress you might be different than what would impress me exactly. and so the call that god put on my life is unique to what i would accept mm-hmm. as the same call on your life yeah. and and so i hear your story and say, well that wouldn't really impress me but right but then what god has done in my life wouldn't impress you either right but yeah. uh that's that's how god has used his specific stylist to write his story yeah. for us
0: um Maybe a little long, but one more thing as far as, you know, archaeology. I watched this uh, documentary recently. It was on Netflix. Um, It was from a while ago, but then they went back to this place. It was actually a cave in Africa, uh, southern part of Africa. Um, But they found the remains of a being Mm -hmm. in this cave, and they had to go in this cave. Just like watching the artistic depictions of them crawling under and through and then the climbing up a wall within this cave and then there's like a long fall down Mm. that at most times was only about eight inches wide to get through and uh, they actually made their way down there and back there and they found a burial multiple burials down there with beings that were not human they mm. were smaller than humans they didn't have the facial or skull structure of humans they, through testing or whatever, they said 250,000 years old. Now, they don't have very much evidence, uh, as like the archeo- archaeological evidence anywhere, that there were very many things that buried stuff or buried their dead in that period, in that period, or until you know, up like 3,000 years ago. So, that one is interesting. Not only that, but They made marks on the walls. So this was something that possessed human qualities, brought their loved ones for burial Mm -hmm. deep within this chamber. No light, right? Right. No light, no safety nets, no anything like that to lay their loved ones to rest. Uh, There was even one of them that was a smaller child that had a a carving tool in its hand, right? Or they think it was close to its hand. And when they showed the tool Mm -hmm. after they scanned it, it might not be a tool, but there were marks in the cave so they could have that. What do you think about it? You're a young Earth person.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and I'd have to go back to the one piece that I heard in that puzzle that has me wondering. So uh, the carbon-15 dating uh, has always intrigued me. Yeah, me too. Because uh, God could have prescribed sure. that into the carbon even as the Earth was being created. Um, the placement of the people or the beings uh, does say it has some kind of culture to it.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, we say I'm saying beings. I want to say people. Yeah, because of it, how human their mm-hmm. these qualities are. But go ahead.
1: But but uh, I I haven't heard the story before. Okay, I had heard some cultures, early cultures in Southern Africa. Yeah, uh, but not underground cultures right. in Africa. Uh, I, I think we can't put it outside of the fact that we may not have been the only ones on this domain, mm-hmm. and uh, because I, I, the Nephilim of the Bible, are a race of people that no longer exist. Okay, and so that's plausible. If they existed, these guys could too.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And what their role was on Earth. That's a good question as well.
0: Could be seen. Yeah. Do you think that there's a possibility that Adam and Eve were not the same genetically as us?
1: Well, part of the reason I wouldn't I, I would say they're the same genetically as us is because we do have uh, a, a family tree. Okay. That would go back that far. Okay. And so I'd say Adam and Eve are like us. Okay. For better or worse, or richer mm-hmm. or poorer. They did have a longer lifespan yeah. than we. And uh, that can almost be explained biologically, yeah. But yeah, there are Adam and Eve are us, yeah. But like the Nephilim, that's clearly re- referred to in the Bible. We we realize that race no longer exists. Okay. Yeah. And so, what do you do with that? Because that do is that? in the Bible.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've heard some people talk about how and and oh, man, I wish I remember the guy's name. But he wrote a he wrote a book. It was uh, it, it, it was um, theistic evolution, basically mm-hmm. that God made everything and set every get. He got the ball rolling right, and then humans evolved. Uh, I don't really, mm-hmm. I, I don't like it. But wh- one of the things that he was talking about why this makes sense is you know the early you know the New Testament when people were living to two three hundred years old the the some way that you would be able to explain why they were able to live to such a great age would be smaller bodies. Um, you know, the, the right environment to live within, which would be a very garden of Eden ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and smaller stature and smaller beings, you know, there's, there's plenty of small creatures on this earth that live, uh, exceed other, you know, similar creatures, lifespans, because of their smaller, reduced heart rate, or you know, that kind of thing, you're looking something up. What do you? Yeah. Got?
1: Well, we actually have it in the uh, in the Bible in Genesis chapter six that God would have limited. At the time of the fu- fu- flood, God began to limit the length of man's time, because we know that uh, uh, Lamech. Lived seven hundred and seventy-seven years. We've got mm-hmm. Methuselah, I think, at nine hundred and sixty-nine years. Uh, so then, in chapter six, uh, then God, the Lord, said, "My spirit has not cannot will not contend with man forever, for he is mortal. His days will now be a hundred and twenty years." And so, and in Genesis chapter six, it's it's almost recording a decisive moment where God said, okay, the, these long-lived guys get in a lot of grief yeah. and get in a lot of trouble. Yeah. So we're just going to give them fewer years so they get in less trouble. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so, it, you know, I mean, that is... And then biologically, you could see that the atmosphere for living probably was cut short. Mm-hmm. You notice in the timelines, if you lay out, going by biblical numbers, that... Uh, Noah could have been still living when Abraham's grandfather was living. Oh, yeah. So as you do the numbers, then you start to realize all of a sudden between Noah, who would have been the oldest living, that that there would have been correlation for yeah. this oral story to get down to mm. Abraham And then eventually down to Moses. And so uh, by having long-lived people on the ark and then having that event change the length of time people live, then you crunch that timeline and realize that the story could easily have moved from the people who understood Genesis, understood the flood, and then carried it into a new land like Abraham did. Right.
0: Yeah. Good uh, path to get that story, to get it those is. accounts recorded. Yeah. I
1: like that. Well, it's it's right there. I don't have to make it up. It's right there that he cut the, the days never, down to a hundred and yeah. 120.
0: hmm Yeah. I think it's interesting. Yeah. I think it's certainly within the realm of possibility that, I don't know, that God changed who we are and that genetic change. Mm-hmm. You know that could be oh yeah i think this is probably la la land a little bit here but yeah could have changed well, from that creature that would live a long time was very small into something that was larger and so what could makes, build an arc or something yeah know? and
1: what makes us age because the body itself Kids. re re, re constu, reconstitutes itself mm. the cells can renew themselves so why do we get old
0: Maybe it's a virus. I think it's kids. Virus. Kids. Having kids, that makes you get
1: old. Can you imagine how many kids you can have in 900 years? I mean, goodness gracious. Oh, my
0: goodness. I Had, think, yeah. We, yeah, you're wearing La La Land. Yeah, your hair's gone, you know? hmm Oh, yeah.
1: Your patience, too, maybe.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. 300 kids. All right. Will you pray us out? I think we better. Okay.
1: <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege you give us to be a part of somebody else's life that we don't even know this morning, and we pray that this broadcast... Touches the lives of many. And may it be to your honor and to your glory. We pray a blessing upon everyone who's listening. Lead us in your ways, O Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Well, thanks everyone for joining us um, on uh, on this journey of just things that fascinate us. And It is fascinating. Yeah, fun to talk about. Uh, if you know where, send us some uh, scripture that says uh, about aliens, if you got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: Aunt Lin- or cousin Linda... Chime in!
0: Yeah, come on, come on, come on, cousin Linda! Yeah, that'd be really cool. Um, otherwise, uh, we will see y'all next week, Lord willing. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you, and God bless.